Straight up Tennessee family. I told y'all, man, on this midweek chat. Oh, my God. We got a banger for you today. Y'all asked for it, man. We delivered. We got VFL Peerless Price in the house with us today for Bama Hate Week. Man, I Jalen Milrow running his mouth on Tuesday. Now you got Nick Saban saying he's a little worried. I don't know who to believe at this point. I don't know if Nick Saban just saying he worried to make people feel good. And if Jalen Miro talking about he don't care because he just know that they got home field advantage and there's a little bit extra on this game for Bama. But it's the midweek chat, man. It's your boy Ruck in the building. Joined by term. Man, I'm trying to tell y'all today is going to be a good day. Happy Wednesday to everybody. It's straight up Tennessee, baby. Let's get it rolling. What's up, man? It's Wednesday, Brody. How you feeling, my guy? Uh, bro, I am feeling good. You know I had to uh, get my microphone out for this one. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> that boy been sounding like Walmart, bro. He been sounding like he from the Dollar General for the hey, past I'm, I'm home, You know, it's, it's, it's all good. It's all good. I had to get the big boy out for this one. You feel me? I think everybody <laughs> on YouTube and everybody on Spotify and, and Apple Music are very happy because they've been hearing a, a compressed me, and then it's just been like, wow. I was saying like boo you. Yeah. <laughs> man, everybody watching right now on YouTube, man, like, comment, subscribe, hit that bell notification right now, man, so y'all never miss a show. We hit 800, man. Thank y'all for the love and the support. Um, everything, it's just been crazy, man. The, the channel is going crazy. Let's keep getting it, man. Let's get 1K before Georgia. We on the way, I'm telling you. On the way. So all it's going to take is that one, man. So y'all keep sharing. Keep liking. Everybody listening on Apple and Spotify, we're glad you're rocking with us as well. Continue to rate us five stars. Let everybody know why they need to be rocking with us. Man, we got a, a VFL in the house today, man. Like, Yes, sir. When you say this name around Knoxville, when you say this name, people remember. It's very easy. Um, it, It's easy to remember a lot of the memories of that historic season. Everybody thought it was going to happen in 97 with, with Peyton. But it took another year. And man, aren't we glad that that still is just one of the things people never stop talking about. I mean, literally, bro, think about it. Right. Last year, we get into the CFP. Everybody's so hype. We, you know, everything goes wrong. Everything goes wrong at South Carolina. But the whole year, everybody's like, it feels like 98. It feels like 98. Feels like this guy has a huge role in that, man. We're going to bring him on. P, what's happening, man? What's up, guys? How y'all doing? Man, good, man. <laughs> doing great, man. I, I'm I'm so happy, bro. What y'all don't understand is this is family to me, and uh, it's been a long time coming. And so it's going to be a banger of a show today on this Wednesday, man. So let, let's start it off like this, P. Let, let, let's start right here. I have never asked you this question. I've always wondered. <laughs> you've, you've seen both sides of this. So you've seen SEC football at its highest level. 
-hmm. you've seen the league at its highest level. I mean, like when you got to the league, it's like everybody was in their prime. Ray Lou. I mean, like everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so first is what was your welcome to the SEC moment? But then what was your welcome to the NFL moment? All right. Welcome to the SEC moment. Let me tell you, it's it's kind of long, but it's not long. I'll okay. sum it up. So my welcome to the SEC moment was, so I, I arrived at Tennessee and they give me number 37 and they say you're a defensive back. And so Tennessee was one of the few schools that actually recruited me for a receiver as they, they told me that, but obviously it was a lie initially. And so they give me number 37 and they say you're a defensive back. So I spent the first month or so trying to prove to them that I want to play wide receiver. So my welcome to the SEC moment is this. Georgia comes to Neyland Stadium. It's our second or third game in 95. And I'm still like, they don't know if I'm a defensive back or I'm a wide receiver. And uh, and I saw Robert Edwards <laughs> go for about 150 in the first half. And he's running over our linebackers, safeties, and, deep, and corners. And my welcome to the SEC moment was like, there's no way me at 100, I was about 170 pounds my freshman year. There's no way I'm going to survive trying to tackle these guys in that season. It took everything in me to go to Coach Foreman and look, look, bro, I ain't tackling him. <laughs> I was, listen, I was a great defensive back in high school because I led the state of Ohio in interceptions. And all yeah. of them, I felt like it was another opportunity to just get the ball and go score with it. So I would line up on the team's best receivers, lock them up, just so I can get an interception in high school. And so yeah. that was my welcome to the SEC moment, seeing Robert Edwards and me wearing number 37 and saying, nah, I ain't tackling that dude. No. <laughs> Giant, this ain't it. This ain't nah, it, Coach. Ain't get, it. get me out, Coach. No. I, ain't like, I could never – I couldn't imagine freshmen walking – hey, Coach. <laughs> hey, this I'm not – This ain't it, bro. <laughs> dude. I still say this. I never lost to Georgia, but if he didn't get hurt, he had a, like, I want to say he had 147 in the first half, and that's the first time he messed his foot up. Then he ended up doing it at the Pro Bowl in the NFL, yeah. that sand football game, yeah. uh, that sand touch football game they had. But he he was on his way for an historic night. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. so they, he got hurt, and they moved Heinz Ward to running back that night. And he was playing – a little bit of receiver and quarterback for Georgia. Playing, yeah, Hans Ward was playing quarterback, receiver, and running. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's <laughs> great. So, we, so stole, we stole out. We ended up beating them 30 to 27. Yeah. And man. then you said, welcome to the NFL. It's yeah. funny you brought up Ray Lewis. We're in Baltimore, week two, my rookie year. And we had three receivers set, me, Andre Reed, Eric Mose, and I'm I'm on the backside by myself, and uh, we're in Baltimore, and uh, I catch didn't a see hitch. you on a slant. Oh, I about to yeah, say they, they didn't hitch. see you on a slant with Ray, right? <laughs> no, it was a hitch. So I catch the hitch though, and Chris McAllister was that corner. Yeah, mm -hmm. and so I catch the hitch, and instead of turning outside, I turned inside, and I swear to you, all I remember was getting up from their sideline. He hit me. <laughs> Ray Lewis hit me so hard, 
and I was sliding under the Gatorade and the water bottles under the bed. <laughs> and, so, and so my thought was, this isn't this isn't freaking Georgia or Alabama anymore. <laughs> players. But I could catch that and turn inside and get a little more yards and you know get down. Yeah. Nah, it's a different speed right here. Yeah. Gosh. So yeah. Now I see why every time you watch the warm-ups, man, they catch the hitch and they turn towards the sideline. Yeah, you got to turn time. outside. You can't <laughs> outside. Yeah. It ain't working. You inside in college. You know, yeah. you catch it in college, turn inside and then man the corner up and you know, yeah, do something, do something fresh with it. But yeah. not in the lead. You better catch it and turn outside and get out of bounds and get tackled by that corner. Right, right. So Coming like coming out of high school, you talked about it a little bit. Like, if you had a top three, I know that wasn't like a big thing back in the day, but no, out it of really you, was. it was for real. Yeah. Okay. yeah, so you like you started with so I started with about 10 and then I narrowed it to five. And my okay. five were my five in my brain, I was narrowing down to the five that wanted me to play receiver. And so my five end up being Florida, Tennessee. Those are the only two schools in the South. Ohio State, Michigan, and Notre Dame. Those were my top five. So um, I kind of, I asked Michigan off. So I, I got invited to elite receiver camp at Michigan. Yeah. And that summer going into my senior year, and they voted me the best receiver at the camp. But I... I, I that was my first time being away from home ever. Like I had never spent a week away from okay, home yeah, ever yeah. in my life, not away from my mom. Yeah. And so I was so homesick that I blamed as you know, 17-year-old kid. Yeah, yeah. I was like, this ain't it. <laughs> so so I went down to the final four, and it was Notre Dame, Ohio State, Tennessee, and Florida. And I knocked Notre Dame off. This is so ignorant, but I'm gonna say it. I thought I know the name off strictly because they didn't have the names on their back of the jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only reason I knocked them off. That was That's it. crazy. Coach Turkerback recruited me from Notre Dame. And then it came down to Tennessee, Florida, and Ohio State. Everybody in Ohio thought I was one of Ohio State. I was an Ohio State kid. They offered Thanks. me as a sophomore. And I uh, love Coach Stock, Mike Stock. He wanted recruited me. If John Cooper was the head coach, and yeah. I was like, basically everybody. I thought I was going to Ohio State, and then man, I fell in love with Florida. Ron Zook. I don't know if you guys remember Ron Zook. Mm -hmm. He actually he was a recruiting coordinator at for the Midwest. That's who recruited me from Florida, and me and Ron Zook hit it off. And uh, man, so back then they faxed over the. They faxed the stuff to your school. Wow. So I had, on signing day, I had Tennessee, Florida, and Ohio State faxed over the paperwork. I had no idea on signing day where I was going. I wanted to go to Florida. My mom had never, we had never been on a plane, so my mom was like, I, you can't go to Florida. <laughs> and so, like, the 25th hour, man, I was like, Kippy Brown. I was like, call Kippy, ask Kippy what can he do. Like, my mom is coming. My mom is saying, I can't go to Florida. It's too far. We didn't even really know the distance between Knoxville and Dayton, Ohio. Like, we yeah. I literally had never traveled like that. And so, um, Kippy was like, man, we'll take care of you. Take care of your mom. We got Peyton Manning. 
you come into a great situation. And I literally made a decision on my own. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go to Tennessee. And so it's not, I can't, I, in the back of my mind, I was like, if I go to Ohio State, I, I won't be as successful because it's 60 minutes from my home and I'll be back home all the time and I need to get away from this environment. Yeah. So I literally, 25th hour, Tennessee was probably last going into the day and I chose Tennessee by the end of the evening. <laughs> that's, that's insane. That's wild. Wow. Yeah. So that that that's a that is crazy to be honest. <laughs> that whole story is crazy to like. I, turn go go ahead and ask that question. I, I want to know. So, <laughs> so other than that, like like what what made you pick Tennessee? Like what about Tennessee was like, man? I can so, see. I'll be honest, so on my visit though, I did fall in love with Tennessee. So I don't even know if y'all know the story of that. But they I wrote don't. about it. So when AJ, you was a guy, you was, I don't even know if you was born. No, you wasn't born. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you might have been born because I met your, yeah, your cousin in what, 97. He was coming, yep. hanging out. But anyway, so on the way, so I'm telling you how I never traveled. So we ended up at Tennessee State initially. <laughs> so, okay. So my brother drove me and my mom down. And we went to Nashville. And so we basically added an extra three hours to the trip because we went yep. to Tennessee State initially and then back up to Knoxville. And so, but once we got they wrote they wrote about it like all my my whole freshman year, like the Knoxville News Sentinel. By the yeah. time he finally arrived at Knoxville, he turned out to be a decent player. That's what they kept saying. <laughs> uh, but, but so when I went on the visit, man, I'm gonna tell you what got me. So what got me started thinking about Tennessee. So we go, so we go into the stadium and they do the little highlight video. And they got the highlight video, and it's you and your high school, it's you making plays in high school, but in the end, it's like you're you're editing and you're scoring in the checkerboard end zone. And yeah. <laughs> so and so and this one, uh, and so. And they had the highlights of Heath Schuler and Peyton throwing you. And, um, and then it goes through all the wide receivers in Tennessee history. And, uh, and it ends with uh, this, like, wide receiver you. And then it actually. <laughs> <laughs> Why is Wi-Fi on that dookie right now? P, you pay too much money for Wi-Fi, P. <laughs> I know. I'm, su I'm surprised it ain't mine, bro. It, I know. It, I'm we, thankful it's not yours. We good since I moved into this room, though. Okay, is that you? Back? That's me. Yeah, I don't know why. It I don't know that. what. Well, Kai said this up because we didn't even. It said we couldn't use Safari, so we had to use Chrome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Chrome should be money for you. Okay. And so you need me. You got to do that again, AJ. Nah, I'll I'll, I'll just I'll move it. Okay. So yeah, and so it asks the question, like, you know, they go through all the wide receivers or whatever, and it says, will you be next? Man, I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I fell in love with the visit, and that's actually the only reason they ended up in probably the top three. Um, because I had, like, it was literally, honestly, I thought it was, I love Michigan. I love Desmond Howard. Like, I was an Ohio boy, but 
I, you know me, AJ. I'm kind. I'm always different. I don't want to do what everybody else is doing. So everybody yeah. in Ohio is cheering for Ohio State. So I love Desmond Howard, Amani Toomer, and all those Tyrone Wheatley. So I was a huge fan of Michigan. And um, and so when Desmond Howard did the Heisman pose when he won the Heisman and he did the Heisman pose against Ohio State in the end zone, yeah, I was like, oh, that was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so you know. So for me, like, I just figured I would end up at, at a mid Ohio State of Michigan. That's what I thought. Y'all even know the name at the time because they were rolling too. Yeah. And, um, and man, I just veered laughing. Like, you know what? I'm going to take my, like LeBron said, I'm taking my time to South Beach. I'm taking my time to Knoxville. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Man, man. man, that's, that's, that's crazy. What, what a lot of people don't know is that, like, and I don't know if you still do, but like you can hoop. And how did how did that all pan out too? Because I know initially you really wanted to hoop and coming out of coming out of high school. So yeah. like, how was that decision? Like, did you just know like, man, football is gonna get me where I want to rather than hoops, or what was that like? So honestly, when I when I came to Tennessee, I thought I was gonna do both. <laughs> so, oh, okay. so that played a role too. So my thought process was to do both. Um, and that didn't plan out just because I'll tell we'll go back. But so in high school, man, you couldn't tell me I wasn't going to the NBA. So <laughs> I was, so I did it. So my senior year, you know how you had the high school newspaper or whatever. And so yeah. and I still have, I have it in my little scrapbook and it said, uh, what do you want to be when you, you know, when you grow up or when you get done with high school? And I, yeah. I, I'm quoted in the article that's saying, I want to be the first person to play in the NBA and the NFL. And so, and that was my dream. Like, I was like, I can do both. And so, and I've always loved basketball more than football. And so come my senior year though, so the biggest schools that offer me, I figured, I figured football was going to be easier to get to the best school, right? Mm-hmm. And so on signing day, my senior year, the University of Dayton, University of Cincinnati, they all were like trying to get me to come play basketball. And uh and I think if they would have if they would have came earlier, it, I probably would have went honestly, I probably would have went to Cincinnati and did both. Um yeah. but they was, was nice back then in, in oh, they were nice. Mm-hmm. Ooh, they was nice. Yeah, yeah. Helicopter, dude. They they had a squad. Yeah, they had a squad. And so I so but when I went to Tennessee, I was just like, you know what? I can do both in Tennessee. And so me and Jermaine Copeland, I don't know if you remember Cope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Me and Jermaine Copeland both were like, we're going to do both. And uh, but Cope outweighed me. Cope outweighed me by like 30 pounds as a freshman. So going into our after our freshman season in the spring, uh, we both were like, we're going to hoop. And Coach Former was like, not you. You got to take some weight, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so that's when I quickly learned that the basketball team was running like three miles and Coach Former was like, "That's you're not going to gain weight. This is time for you to put on weight. Yeah. And so I basically made a mission to put on weight. But I was like, if I, if I can't play basketball and I can dedicate myself all the way to football. It was the first time I dedicated myself all to football, too. And I remember uh, you might you I know you're too young to know who Tom Lemon is, but he used to do the All American football players in high school when I was coming out. 
So okay. Super Pratt and Tom Lemon, that's who you want to be an All-American for one of them. So Tom Lemon named me an All-American. And he in his article, he said, if he ever decides to concentrate just on football, he'll be a star. And so my freshman season, after the season, when Coach Former basically beat on me for basketball, actually that played a role in my head. They're like I went back to that Tom Lenny article, like, you know, this is probably this is the first time in my life that I actually dedicate myself to football. To football, yeah. yeah. Because I, I'm done football, basketball, track. That's what I did it my whole life. And so and then I end up winning the starting job, my going into my sophomore year, and the rest is history. <sighs> I still remember being like 13 and we went and hooped at like a lifetime fitness. And I was just like, dude, he still got it, dude. Like, he get a hoop, bro. Like, yeah, so I still, what people don't know. Yeah, I still, so up into COVID, I still was hooping in leagues, like men's league. Like, man, a lot of me, a lot of NFL guys, baseball guys, NBA guys, uh, we played in this league in the city down here in Atlanta. And so then after COVID, the league kind of, you know, Went away, but yep. Monday nights we still got a group of guys that get together. Uh, so when I can make it out, I make it out and go hoop. But man, dude, I, you know, my senior year, boy, you know, I averaged thirty two point three. Dropping buckets, man, I was uh, I was getting buckets. I, I yes. literally, I thought I, I, I thought I was going to the NBA. Like you couldn't tell me I was I wasn't going to the NBA. Dang, man. man. Um, y'all, man, we got VFL Peerless Price in the house, man. We we typically would take a quick break here, but, man, we're going to keep it rolling, man. We're going to hop into all things Bama week. Y'all know, man, it, it's 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 a revenge game for Bama, but is it really? Like, I, I feel like this week is, is more about Tennessee because we've seen how good we can be. We've seen how sloppy we can be and still win a game. I, I don't know if you knew this, P, but we talked about this on the show on Monday. That was the first time last week Josh Heupel in his head coaching career ever won a game without scoring 30 points. Yeah, I mean, I I literally told somebody that's the first time I've seen us win a game with defense. So I like, can believe it. Yeah. And so knowing that, it's like, okay. Can you get over your road woes? We haven't won on the road since last year at LSU. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of things that kind of play into it. But before we get deep into just football talk, talk about this, man. One of the best volunteer traditions for, I think, any player is running through the tee. So for you, a lot of fans of the show have asked this. They're like, you got to ask this. It's like, for you, the first time to the last time, like, what truly does that feel like? Man, it's it's euphoric. It's mm. surreal. Like, honestly, so you hear about it. So you you hear about it, then you as a recruit, you come on, you come to a game and you see it, and it's the pride of the Southland, and man, and then you get goosebumps. Like I, I still get goosebumps every Saturday. I'm in here. Here's the crazy part to me about it. You don't even like you don't even have to play in the game. <laughs> like, like 
you know, like, you know, as you, as you grow, like my freshman year, by the third, by the fourth week, I knew I would be playing. But those yeah. first three weeks, I was, I ain't defensive back wide receiver, I didn't know. And so it was just euphoric and you were in awe that you were in that moment. And then as you grow, you become a player, you start starting and you run to the T. And I think it hits you like, man, this is, this is a pretty cool deal, right? Mm, and yeah. then I, my last time running through the T, you know, and they announce you and it's your final time running through the T, you cry, you know, yeah. because it's, it's something no, like most 99.99% of the world would never experience. Yeah. And it's something that you don't ever want to give up. Like you wish it could last forever. Like that's, that's the feeling. Like you want, like I want Kate Cotter run through the team, my daughters. Like I want them to experience running through the team. I think it's something, you know how people say the eight wonders of the world or go see Big Ben or go see the Eiffel Tower. I, for me, it's up there with those things. Like that's how, that's how that, great that, it is. It don't get much better than that, man. I mean, yeah, you yeah. see it, you see it, and it's like, especially now with all the special effects, how they this if it's a night game, bro, oh, they course. light it up, and it's like, yeah. dude, this, yeah. bro, I feel yeah. like punching somebody right now. Like, yeah. I'd be so hype, I'm ready to punch some man. Yeah. But it, it, it's just oh, that's the best explanation of running through the tee I think I've ever heard in my life ever. Yeah. So it's special, man. So you know, man, it, it's Bama week. You, I, I don't think you lost to Alabama. No, I never lost to them or Georgia. Don't like, that sound strange? That's yeah, that sounds weird. Like that. The funny part is, you know, I live down here in Atlanta, so all these doggone bulldogs. <laughs> and up until two years ago, I always say you I had all that talent. You never won a national title, so that was yep. my blowback. You know, even when they were beating us. I'm like, I never lost to you. Got a national title. And you yeah. never, like, you know who ain't running through that? Who, who ain't running through Athens right now? Herschel not coming through Athens right now. That's the last <laughs> time you won. That's what I used to tell him all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so, so now, you know, they barking at you. They always barking at you. They always bark at you. But I'm like, never I just lost to them. Our bad. I just couldn't imagine, like, I just couldn't imagine being a Georgia fan and just a grown man barking at you. Right. Like, that's, that's that, just that is weird, true, bro. Too. That is true, too, man. That, that is weird. weird. Yeah, it is weird. But you hey, see a Georgia fan. <laughs> you see a Georgia fan in Publix, and they just start barking. Just it's start like, barking. bro, this, y'all weird. Yeah. But, like, Bama, that is, man, that's. Bama. So, here's what I always say. And I, the thing is, all is cyclical. So when I got to Tennessee, all they talked about was being bad. Like literally my freshman year, I'm telling you, it's like we they wanted to skip every game and get to the third weekend in October. <laughs> they all they cared about was being bad. And so my freshman year, we beat them 41 to 14. And I was like, this is what we was <laughs> Joey Kent takes the opening pass. <laughs> Opening pass, he takes it 80 crib at their place. <laughs> and, so, and so I'm like, what is all the fuss about? And then my sophomore year, they come to Knoxville and we beat them. We, we beat them by a touchdown. Then my like the games to me were never close. 
We yeah. beat, outside of my sophomore year, we beat them by at least two touchdowns every time. So, you know, to see them now, after, you know, Nick Saban and they were, but I still think it's cyclical because when I got to Tennessee, Tennessee hadn't beat them for nine straight times. And I know one of them was a tie because I know Alabama had to forfeit or something, yeah. something in 93. Yeah. And so it was 17 to 17 or whatever. And then when I got to Tennessee, what was it, seven or eight straight? Yep. And then they won, and then like so it's all cyclical. I think I think now it's time for us to get on our run. It is. I agree with that. Like you talking about that now, I feel like our generation, I would say it's like we just want to beat Florida. Like when did it change? Like why and when did it change? Do you think? Oh, so that was our issue too, though. You know, Peyton never beat Florida. Right. And so that's a, when I left Tennessee, that's all I cared about. I just wanted to beat Florida because the rest of them to me, I mean, I lost four games in college and three of them was in Florida. So, Man, that's so, crazy. So I never, that's what I said. So, like, even like now, I, of course, I hate Bama and Georgia, but I tell them, like, I never had a reason to hate y'all. Y'all, we all, like, it was never. It was never, even when they met ranked Georgia ahead of us my senior year, because we had lost Peyton and Marcus Nash and Leonard Little and Terry Fair, all those guys. And when we came to Athens, we beat them 22 to 3. I was like, it, like, it wasn't close. Like, yeah. we beat Alabama 35 to 17 or 18 or something crazy. And so I'm like, Florida for me was the issue. Like, I, I hate it. When I left Tennessee, I absolutely despised Florida. I had no reason just to despise Alabama or, or Georgia because we had taken care of our business. It was like, oh, Bama week, okay. We're going to chalk this up. This is another win. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. But, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, man. I, yeah, like, and now we can't beat Florida. We can't beat them again. I don't – it's weird because they're not good this year. Not at all. <laughs> no, that game was terrible. They're not good. I no, try to no. erase that one because that was just because it's like you take away one quarter yeah. of that game, and it's it's probably it's probably another low scoring game. But Tennessee yeah. wins that game if you yeah. take away the second quarter. Yeah, I think actually I think if you play that game and knock her on a neutral site, Tennessee. Wins oh, that game. it's game Facts. over. Game yeah. over. Yeah. Man, kind of kind of getting into football right here, like talking about the offense this year, mm-hmm. like. What are you seeing? Like from your eyes, what's wrong? And you're like, what are you seeing? Like, what what do you think our problem is? So I spoke. So I was there this summer. I went there this summer, and I you told me this story. Yeah, I tell you to me the issue is, and I don't beat up on guys, and I don't. I think the issue is this. I think we really got spoiled with our receiving core from last year, and, and I don't think people realize how good those guys were, and. And people think that you can just because a kid was a four or five star kid, he's gonna he's gonna you can plug and play. Or this kid transferred from Oregon, he can plug and play. Nah, like you got like the timing, the in and out of breaks, like that stuff matters. And I think people just think we got a high octane offense. You can just plug guys in because it's the scheme. Nah, you still gotta have the players. And I think I was telling AJ this uh 
earlier this year, this summer when I left the camp, I was just like, the receivers don't get in and out of breaks fast enough. Like, you got guys sitting on routes. You got guys, like, you got to if, – if, if Joe is sitting back there and he's waiting for you to get open, that's going to be an issue in the SEC. Like, yeah. You got – like, you got to – he got to be able to throw you open, but you can't be – you can't you can't muddle it for him. You can't get bumped and have guys hands on you on the line of scrimmage. You can't get to the top of your route and they're saying one, two, in and out of break, or one, two, three at the most. And it's one, two, three, four, five, and then you're out of your break. Well, I mean, he's so I think to me that's the issue. That I've seen it up close. I mean, because we don't have an issue running the ball, and I've said that from day one. I never brought that up. <laughs> like, no. we, we can run the ball with the best of them, and we've been able to do that in Hypo's whole era. That's what a lot of people don't talk about. But we, he, everywhere he's been, he's been able to run the ball. He everywhere. And I think for me, it's the timing with the receivers, but it, it ain't, I don't think it's I don't think it's a Joe problem. I think our receivers gotta do a better job of getting open, getting in and out of breaks. And you, makes, you can that, that make you can ahead. see it. Is that what you're about to say? I was you gonna can, say, like, yeah. I mean, we yeah. we go to every game. Mm-hmm. Uh turn sense right below me. I'm in YY10. I'm in the third row of the upper. So I I like to I'm watching the plays develop. Like I'm mm-hmm. seeing I'm seeing it firsthand because I, I watch the game as a fan, but I'm also looking at like, all right, man, they got seven in the box. Like, bro, this mm-hmm. is – throw the slant, bro. Like, it's there. Mm-hmm. Like, just throw it. Or, man, the outside hitch, bro. Look, this dude playing eight mm-hmm. off the ball. Man, just go five and just hit him. Mm-hmm. But what you're seeing, what I'm seeing so much is <laughs> how much – how and me, me and Tyron talk about this a lot is it seems like in this offense – the receivers have so much responsibility to know, like, yo, you, th- this route you're on is an option route. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. hey, you are running a nine, but if, if you notice there's 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 this much in front, like, take the, take the hitch or, man, break it off. But it's like, like you said, it seems as if nobody is on the same page. So the pass game is suffering. But again, it's like, man, you plug Cooper Mays back in. It's like, man, just keep running the ball. Like, yeah. but I feel like what's happening with Tennessee fans as a whole is they just blaming Joe Milton. And it's like, listen, he's playing. He can, he can play better. Let's just say it. 11 mm-hmm. of 22 for 100 yards. No touchdown. One touchdown. One pick. Like, we're not going to beat Alabama doing that. We no. Really won't. no. But there's got to, I mean, Ramel Keaton. Dropping, I mean, I ain't never seen anybody that open. <laughs> right. <laughs> like you just, you can't do yeah. that. And then yeah. that, that post corner uh, yeah. in, the, in the third quarter against Texas A&M, Ramel Keaton slows down on the route. Mm-hmm. You got the farthest throwing quarterback. Dude, keep going. Yeah. And it's like, you can see this stuff happening. The opportunities have been there. We just haven't been executing. Mm-hmm. And so I start to wonder how much of this can actually be fixed. Like, it's game seven. We were saying this in game three, like, okay, look, man, yeah, time is off, yada, yada, yada. But, like, do you still think they have time? Like, can this be fixed before the year is over? Well, or, is this, or is this what we're going to have to deal with? Well, I say I think it can be fixed because it's a fixable issue. So the talent is there. And so that's why I think it's fixable because it is, it's, it's not a schematic thing. 
Like, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's it's the individuals that we're talking about. And so, me personally, like, can't drop a ball, a surefire touchdown. That's that's on the individual. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So, the next time you get the opportunity, you just make the play. Or the next time you got an option route where it's a nine, or you can, you can break it off and do the comeback or the curl, you get in and out of your break. You and the quarterback are on the same page, you get in and out of your break. So I think that's why I think it's fix, fixable. But if it was more schematic and we're in week seven, I would say, heck no, because you, but I think I think and I also think you need to use squirrel more often. Now, I was gonna ask you because I, I know you you had high praise on him earlier and, and it's just <clears throat> I, I i'm just wondering you saw last year a lot of the routes to squirrel were 30 plus like it was like man let's yeah, get him out right. in space yeah. and let him run and you're not really seeing that so it's like does that have to do with what like why is that it, i mean I, I see him all the time he's that like last week great route he had a wheel route he cut the wheel off mm. and caught that ball on the sideline mm. toe tapped and got it and it's like this dude is so athletic and, and smart. And it's like, I wonder then why, I mean, he was having high targets earlier in the year and still, he was still targeted, what, six times last week time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's like, I feel like Squirrel, he's probably got to get nine to 12 to me. Oh, me you got to get the ball in his hands because he's a playmaker. That's what. But I also, I think, but I also see this in, in just football in this day and age. Like, so when I was playing, Man, if I ran a nine route or a post route, I wasn't jogging to the sideline. I was jogging back to the huddle to get the next play. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I see not just in the collegiate level, the high school level, and the NFL level. Like I saw a third down, uh, a third down Monday night. Freaking CD Lamb was on the sideline because he had just <laughs> yeah, yeah, I. I, I, I... So I'm like, so that's, so like when we say, I, I agree with you, I think Squirrel, I think he needs the ball more, I think he needs more targets. But I also know that this day and age, guys will just take themselves out of the game too. Like, and we just didn't do that. Like, I did not want you to know who my backup was. So that joke might come in and make a play. And then the coach, the meetings on Sunday, like, oh, he might need more snaps. Yeah. yeah. No, that's not the way it is today. Those guys literally don't care. Like, yeah. it, and I think that's like I think. So when we say he needs more opportunities, we don't know. You know, like, okay, let's just say what squirrel ran. The, you know that wheel route the other day, toe tap, throw the ball to the ref, stands on the sideline. Yeah. The very next play, we don't know if that play was coming to him or not because he's not even in the game. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that plays a role too. Like, th- like this, this day and age, you not like I honestly, I hate it. <laughs> so, so because I think your best players need to be on the field in the biggest moments. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, and that makes that just makes so sense, so much sense. Like knowing when to break off your route and stuff. Because I mean, <clears throat> I sit here and think about last year, or and even the year before, Hendon Hooker's first year. How many hitches? Did Cedric Tillman catch? That's what for, was, yeah. For about ten to twelve yards. 
half his receptions probably yeah and you're sitting here i'm sitting here like man why are we just running hitches and it's not a hitch it's an option route and he's he's noticing that guy's five six yards up and he's just breaking it off and getting a quick 10 mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you're not seeing you're not seeing that much this year at all you were seeing it with brew you were seeing it a lot with brew McCoy. yeah yeah he but, was. yeah but now that's that brew, a big loss too yeah and you can that's see it huge. big time yeah so yeah i i feel like we we and I'm gonna ask you because I, I still don't, I don't know. I said I said it had to be Ramel Keaton. I I really don't know. But other than Squirrel, like what what young guy at this point needs to step up or who has to step up in that receiver room? Mm, that's a good question. Uh, do we know who Dylan is? Samson. Samson. Man. I'm saying, do we really know who he is? He, he can, he's <laughs> he's literally Alvin Kamara 2.0. Jacob he, Warren. I agree with that. I think we need to use tight ends more. Man, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't like you. I mean, when you say young guy, and then I don't. What like what after our top two to three? Who who would you say? I mean, I'll throw it back to you because I don't know. Like I don't know. I I, I don't know. Like I don't. That's how we I feel. Seen anything to say? You can you know they got the shoulders to carry that. Like that's facts. That, ever anybody can look. I don't mean I don't want to say anybody, but. Anybody can look good in practice, but a game wow. is completely different. Yeah, like I mean, I, I can tell you, I can tell you a thousand guys that I played with that would practice all stars, but when they cut the lights on, I always say when they cut them lights on, and it's showtime. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> some people run to it, and some people run from it. Yeah, and I think right now, again, I go back to Jalen Hyatt, Cedric. Tillman, they were really, really good players. They are on NFL rosters for a reason. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And playing, not just like on the roster, like meaningful snaps as rookies. And right. And I think that's what I think that's what honestly, I don't think I think Cedric's junior year, people like, oh yeah, he's a pro, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. But I don't still think people until Alabama realize how good Jalen was. Yeah, you know I, I that was like, that. I think, I think like dude, dude could play all along, you know, mm-hmm. and dude was an NFL guy all along. And I don't know right now. I don't know. When you look at the roster, do we have? Can we say that? I don't think so. Ain't nobody Not right now this year. Right. You can ask. You guys turn. I. From the from the moment that South Carolina kid Jalen Hyatt got to Tennessee with Pruitt, actually his freshman yeah, year, yeah. uh, I was like, bro, that's my dog. Like, that's the guy I'm rolling with. He yeah. has a terrible sophomore year, gets a concussion early, just never got it clicking right. with Josh Heupel, and then mm-hmm. he went to work. <laughs> yeah, and now he's 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 playing meaningful snaps with the Giants. They suck, but he's <laughs> he's yeah. playing. You know, yeah, so big time he's still getting his. Yeah, he's still time. getting his money, so he yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I also think about that too. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure they all are in the film room, but like you, you, you could tell with Jalen Hyatt, like he put in the work. 
Yeah. Like, was he a freak yeah. athlete? Yeah, but he's yeah. he he put in work. He was in the film room, like doing his thing, studying film, mm-hmm. like putting mm-hmm. in the work to know what that secondary is going to do. And it kind of makes you wonder, like, what's like, happening who's that, now? Who's that? Like, do we have anybody like that on this team, or is it, or is it like I'm just a freak athlete? Mm, that's a good question. Uh, woof. Uh, man, that. I mean that's a good question because I mean I'm sure everybody's I'm sure I'm sure everybody's yeah yeah I mean I'm sure everybody's got to go to film study at some point but at the at the like what are you doing in your off time like when you yeah that's important instead of instead of yeah instead of sitting in your room playing video games like you should you could be in the film room watching film on your opponent like you know what I mean you can watch you can watch the film in your dorm. Or yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you got iPads now. You just watch yeah. it right there. Right there. Yeah. Man, y'all, we finna run into the last part of the midweek chat of Bama Week, man, with Peerless Price. Y'all know, man, y'all drop the questions. We're going to ask them. This is now my favorite segment of Wednesdays, man. It is pump the gas or hit the brakes. So let me run this down with you. This is how this works. So there's four or five statements that we're going to say. We'll answer them. You'll answer them. We either going to pump the gas like, yeah, we believe that. Yeah, like that's going to happen. Or we're going to be like, nah, let's hit the brakes because I just don't think that's going to happen. So uh, we've got two from straight up Tennessee fans, and then we've got three just random ones. So um, the first one is just a random statement here, and this is for Bama. Joe Milton throws for 200 plus against Alabama. Are we pumping the gas or hitting the breaks. I'm pumping the gas. I like it. I'm pumping. I'm pumping the gas as well. I think you're going to see a lot of one-on-ones, yeah. and you're going to get. You're going to see some opportunities this game. I think. I think I'm gonna pump the gas on that as well. I'm pumping the gas too because Alabama lost their best defensive back last year in Brian Branch, who is making noise in the league. Uh, they returned Terion Arnold, like I said. They got Kool Aid still. But I think the only thing that I've seen from Kool-Aid is he's an extremely great special teams player. Like, as far as being a great corner, I really haven't seen the hype. Um, And so I think Joe's going to have opportunities. And I feel like Alabama, does. they are going to force Tennessee to say, hey, I want to make you – like, can you really run the football? They're going to put seven, eight maybe in the box. Mm -hmm. And they're going to say, Joe Milton – Go beat us. That's why I think he's going to pass for 200. Yeah. I think he can get it. And if he, if he can get 200, I feel like I feel like to beat Alabama, it's 250 is the sweet spot, I feel like. Um, because you got to make They're not very good either on offense. They're, they got quarterback issues. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> 100%. Mm-hmm. That's why. And, and, and I'm going to say this anyway. And the fact that this man, Jalen Milrow, had the audacity to say – there's nothing like lighting up a victory cigar. Bro, you a sophomore. You have never experienced what that's nah, like. I tell, so, I tell them I got four of them. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. I'll, I'll share one with you. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> hey, num- number two right here. Tennessee defense forces a turnover on Saturday. We pumping the gas or hitting the brakes? Man, they gonna force I'm getting the gas in the Ferrari. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who the quarterback in Alabama? Stop it. Yeah. I, I'm hit I'm I'm pumping the gas too. I really think that we can. I'm I mean, listen, 
according the numbers say it, and now I think everybody is starting to respect him more. Kamal Haddon is is playing out of his mind right now. PBUs from the one on ones to uh, interceptions. I think he's what second in the SEC right now in picks. He's got three. One of them mm-hmm. being a pick six. Yeah, he playing special. And then you turn. I know that Danico Slaughter was your boy. He got hurt. Gabe Judy Lolly steps up, and now Gabe is just. I mean, he's daring people to throw it at him. And so yeah. it's really nice. I feel like that D line's gonna be able to get to him. And can we force fumbles? I think so. Can we get picks on Jalen Miro? I think so. I'm pumping the gas. What you think? I'm pumping the gas, 100%. Facts. 100% pumping the gas. <laughs> this is one, uh, this is a submission from a fan. D. Williams lines up at receiver. We pumping the gas or hitting the brakes? Whoa. Uh, they said on his press conference after the game, out of D. Williams' mouth, he said he is switched to the offensive side of the football. Like, he no longer, uh, <clears throat> no longer is necessarily playing defensive back. He plays special teams and wide receiver. So, Tyron, what you think? I, man, that's so tough. I want to say hard because I want to say it from his mouth. He said yes, that, yo, like I'm, I'm playing on the offensive side of the ball now. He said yes. So he said yes. You see him at you see him. We see him lining up uh pregame. He's running receiver routes. He's no longer working with DB. So it's kind of like, does he line up at receiver? I don't know. I, I'm gonna hit the brakes uh, for now. Uh what you got, turn? I'm hitting the brakes because I I can't see it I'm happening not- with Alabama. Why would it <laughs> man, yeah? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I'm hitting the brakes. I'm gonna hit the brakes too, just because like I'm, I'm sitting here thinking of D. Williams, like he's a freak athlete, like absolute freak athlete. Special with but the I, football, but but I think for D. Williams to be on the offensive side of the ball, like to actually play, it's gonna take probably almost a Georgia week, in my opinion, because UConn, we, UConn. yeah, yeah, get him in there at UConn because in in I'm I'm trying to remember from last year or maybe the year before why we were like, hey, why why is D. Williams, D. Williams not on the field at corner? And I think it was like Eric Kane or somebody, Kane or I don't know, whatever. I remember somebody saying that he just – he couldn't figure it out up here. So, yeah. I mean, I, even if even if D. Williams does see the field at wide receiver, I think he's got – I think you've got a set for D. Williams. That right. You've got like three or four plays for him, and then that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, this- I'm going I'm to I'm 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 hit the brakes as well. This one I didn't get in here, but this is from Dylan Elaman, a member of the channel. Shout out to you, Dylan. He says, uh, <laughs> he says, let's see how humble Peerless is. Pump the gas or hit the brakes. P- Peerless Price would have been a top 10 draft pick under Hypo. Hit the gas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would I think it was two receivers drafted in the top 10 in my draft. Yep. David Boston and Tory Hope. Just definitely gas. Yeah. I'm all gas, no brakes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pumping the gas too. I just yeah, feel thanks. like I feel like they would have moved you from from outside to the slot, and you would have just been absolutely murdering linebackers yeah. the whole night, every all, all, all every game. Yeah, it's like put a lot. Please put a linebacker on me, please, right. Right. please do. Yes, it. yes. <laughs> That yeah, that that would be. Whew. I mean, with the <laughs> quarterbacks, I had to. 
Facts. That's <laughs> true. Wow. That's 100% yeah, yeah. true. Um, here, here's the last one for Pump the Gas Hit the Brakes. This is from Marcellus Roberts, man. He says, are we? Are you taking the points or are we going for it on fourth down against the Bama? This is really not really Pump the Gas Hit the Brakes, but he's saying, are we taking the points or going for it on fourth down against Bama? Where we got the ball at? So he's saying we had field goal rates. It's a guaranteed three points. Well, I'm, I'm thinking more of last week, you know, we're, we're at the 34 oh, or okay. the 33, and he misses one early. Oh, no, I'm telling you. So I am. So my wife will tell you, and my daughter will tell you, anytime a college kicker, if it comes down to them making a field goal from 40 yards or beyond, or going for it on fourth and mid, I'm going for it because they're going to miss 70% of those kicks. Like, I have no faith in college kickers from 40 and beyond. So, but we got, no, I'm going for it. I'm <laughs> going for it every time. They're not, unless it's the game, if we're tied, it's the fourth quarter, you know, it's the last possession, it's freaking five seconds left. Yeah, I'm going to kick, I'm going to, I'm going to attempt the field goal because I'm not going to make the field goal. We're going to attempt the field goal. But as a head coach in that situation, if I'm ever the head coach, I have no faith in the college kicker making it from 40, 40 and beyond. I would like to know the numbers on them making those. It's, I would too now that you said that. Because that is very them. true. They don't make them. Like, like I don't I don't know what happens from college to NFL with kickers, but like NFL kickers, I mean they 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 money from 60. I mean, yeah. like it ain't like it ain't yeah. nothing. Yeah. Now college kickers, man, I just I man, honestly, I it's a lot, it's mental, but you gotta remember in college, you still got a whole school life, you still got homework, so it's still not a job yet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah I, I'm going for it too. I just I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm I, going I, for I'm going for it too because of what happened last week when he completely wasn't right. even close on that yeah, 40, I, 45 yarder he tried. It was 40 and it's 40 plus. I'm telling y'all right now. We just I want y'all the games this weekend when y'all watching anytime they can you do the numbers yourself. They're not making them. <laughs> go for it. Yeah. Go, go for, for it. it. Man, we wrapping up, man. We wrapping up the midweek chat. Y'all know how we gotta do it. P. It's Bama Week. What's your what's your final score prediction going into Saturday? What you thinking right now? I think. I don't think Alabama's very good. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I know we struggle, and we're on the road again. It will not be like last year. <laughs> nope. Neither team is like last year. Nope. Give me Tennessee. I don't even know what the over-under is, but give me Tennessee 24-21. I like that score. I like mm -hmm. that score. That Yeah, currently the line, I think the line went back up to nine and a half, and I'm just like, I just don't – I get it. You're at home, revenge. I, just, I don't even think I – man, I just saw Alabama struggle with Arkansas. Bad. I mean, Let him come five, back. Five, six sacks. Arkansas is not good. We're better yeah. than Arkansas. Very, <laughs> very <laughs> much. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I get it. Like, they keep saying revenge or whatever, but I think Tennessee 24-21. Another game where Hypo doesn't score 30, Tennessee fights it out and win. I, I said this, man, and this is how we'll wrap it. I said this. 
That game last week, two years ago, we lose that game. Lose. I'm telling you. Yeah, lose. We lose that game. 100%. But the culture has shifted. These kids just want to win. They don't care how. And mm -hmm. so I think now this year, the way we win, it's just going to be a little different. And uh, fans are going to be like, oh, my gosh. Y'all, can I tell y'all that we 5-1 and one going to Tuscaloosa right now to, with a chance to already be going bowling? Yeah. And it's like, let's just chill out. Let's let coach coach. Let's be fans. And let's watch us win again. That's yeah. where I'm at. Yeah. I'm like, bro, we, we're, we're five and one with with OK quarterback play right now and really yeah. bad receiver play. Like, Dang. imagine what happens if it clicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sheesh. I mean, what 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 I, what I tell you yesterday on the show, bro, or two days ago on the show, I was like, man, literally, I said two years ago, if we're playing that game, if Texas A&M gets the ball with three minutes and forty seconds, oh, oh, they're they're drove down, they've scored, yeah. and we can't we we've lost, we've yeah. gave them too much time. Definitely, definitely. So yeah, but I got yeah, I. Alabama does nothing great to me. They don't play great defense. They don't run the ball great. They don't have great quarterback play. Like this isn't this isn't Bryce Young and those guys. Like this is nah. This ain't this ain't mm -mm. this ain't Matt Jones and Smitty and nah. This is not. This ain't nah. those guys. Nah. Mm -mm. So. Tennessee's got a Tennessee's got a big opportunity, man, to to do something that hasn't been done literally now this 16 years. We haven't won down there. And so can we do it? Yeah, I think yeah. it's time. And so, y'all, it's been the midweek chat, man. Pete, thank you, man, for hopping on with us today. Right. Yeah, I'm telling you, the people been like, man, we got it. I'm like, we're going to do it. And yeah, so, sir. man, if y'all are watching on YouTube, like, comment, subscribe, hit the bell notification, man. Everybody listening today on Apple and Spotify. Thank you so much. You already know we'll be back on Friday with Stephen Cauley from Alabama, man. We're going to talk all things football with him. See what he's like. He's feeling real good about this game. Every Alabama fan is because you, the only thing that they got to hold on to is that it's at home. That's it. So we'll be back on Friday, man, for my guy turn for Peerless. It's your boy, Ruck, man, and it's straight up Tennessee, baby. We'll see y'all on Friday for the one more day episode. We out.